I think those of you who have been to my channel on a regular basis know my son Trent and if you've been to our discord you know he's working with us very uh, diligently now to to help us bring our community closer together and we had a conversation last night that I kind of want to share with you um, we're both retired financial advisors we've been in this industry for a long time we both tried to get away from it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't work. Here we are. Here we we're, are. We're back in it. I, I got actually I retired in 05 and and I didn't get back into it really until 15, so I stayed away for 10 years. And I I sold my business in April of 21 to my business partner and I I did my best to to run away, but as my wife said, uh you're, you want me to get your running shoes for you because uh, you seem to want to run away for something that you're really passionate about. And at that point, I threw away my running shoes, and here we are. And in this video, what I want to do is not give you financial advice, but basically bring you up to date. We both are of the opinion that we are at a very important time in, in our society, in our world, in our economy, and things are going to change dramatically. Yeah. And, and as a result of computers and, and technology, things don't happen over the next 100 years or the next 10 years or the digital revolution in the next 40 years. It's down to 10 and maybe five. So what this video is going to be about is what's going to happen next. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I look at the world today and say that um, we are, as a result of the coronavirus, medical world's going to change dramatically, and, and, and we're going to catch up with the science that runs my car. That science now is going to be available for my body, and the, 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 the repair records that are available on my car uh, to any BMW dealer, or really anybody, uh, are going to be available on my body. Mm -hmm. um, and so with that being done, there's going to be change. And so I've changed my way of looking at the world to looking at anything and everything that happens and saying, what's going to happen next? And what are the ramifications of that? I think too many of us don't really consider what happened last night, what happened yesterday, and how is that going to affect the world? Again, I say the most important thing that happened in my life is the coronavirus. It's going to change the medical world. It, it's going to change it much as the, the digital revolution changed the world. What do you think about it? I, I'm more of a bigger macro uh, movement of, uh, on a global scale in what is happening. So I'm looking, I'm the guy who says, okay, here's the direction of where th the, the world is going. He gets in more to the niche of how that affects us on individual levels. And I, you know, I, we're at this point in history where um, we have oversaturated the environment with fat. And fat in, in global macro terms is liquidity, money. And 
we have overextended ourselves from a uh, money standpoint, a leveraging standpoint. You can see that in our national debt. You can see that in corporate debt, uh, investment firms, individuals, credit card debt, that kind of thing. And we're addicted to it. And I believe we're getting to a point now where we're starting to peak and run out. And the only way to, to fix this is to reset it. And with some of the geopolitical stuff that's happening on a global scale with Russia, Ukraine, um, the United States and our relationship with China, understanding the history over the last hundred or so years really can help you and guide you into where we're headed. And it goes back to technology. It goes back to uh, AI and robotics and these kind of things. These are things that are going to change our world because I think you and I both agree and we've been educated very well by a recent book by uh, Peter Zeon. Um, and basically it's a history of how our world has come together. And I think we're at this point where the world is about to shift. And a big part of that is the 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 taking apart of globalization yeah and 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 you think about it uh globalization actually started with the digital revolution and um the world came together we had peace mm -hmm. uh the wall came down in in germany uh, then uh the biggest threat to the world was was russia or, or the Soviet Union, it broke up, everybody seemed to be okay, and we went into world trade. And as a result of the uh, allies coming together in, in, 19, in 1945 at Bretton Woods, there was an agreement that the United States would patrol the seas mm -hmm. and make the uh, trade available. Just think about what was the name of that ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal, wow. and it was enormous. Yeah. It was in, that didn't exist 40 years ago. They, they didn't have ships that big because they weren't shipping that amount of goods. Well, Peter goes into the, 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 the premise, what if the United States, because of their dependence on this shipping and then the exposure they saw that happened from it as a result of the coronavirus and that China is stealing virtually anything and everything from us, what if they stop patrolling the seas? Yeah, and, and you think about that. We are, we are the basically you know the police force the police force for global trade we protect the atlantic the every waterway throughout the the world we actually if you think about it we really built china yeah. because china was nothing japan was attacking it back uh in the early 30s 40s and we stepped in we saw an opportunity that we could help china build out and become what it's become and that really is a manufacturing plant for all the crap that i got in my house exactly okay and they can do it at a cheaper level now if you th so we have allowed and and helped assist build that to for that to be built out we built it exactly so now the one thing that controls and um, and protects the world from not having what you want at a moment's notice is our 
Navy and military that patrols these waterways. To give you an idea, if you think about the Iranian and Iraq war um, back in, I think, the 70s or something like that, this was a situation where... um, they started lobbing bombs at their freighters in the per- in Persian Gulf. Persian Gulf. Okay, and so I don't I forget how many were um, were destroyed, but they were basically doing that to create economic warfare, and that was to take the co- those countries down and take away their goods. It ended up in a result that it almost jeopardized the insurance industry as we know it today. So take that kind of little small historical moment where people are no longer getting food and grains and agricultural needs and cars and parts and everything they need to function on a a day-to-day basis because the shipping isn't getting to the ports. Take that out to today and apply that to China to Taiwan, to Indonesia, all of the places where we manufacture stuff. If we as a country said, you know what, we're tired of your crap, we're, we're out. We're no longer patrolling the ways. We're bringing the aircraft carriers home. Exactly. So if you're a poor country and you're like, wait a second, now I have an opportunity to go get what they're shipping and... On the open and, seas. Yeah. Pirates. You will have nation states endorsing piracy sponsoring sponsoring it providing the way to do it all of a sudden at what we know as globalization will halt now granted carrie here will pay four hundred dollars for a pair of nike tennis shoes (laughs) you'll pay an enormous amount for a german car uh, or a car in general but what it would do is one I think it would bring all manufacturing back to the United States, and we would, we as the North American uh, national country, North and South, North probably. and South, would come together. The the crumbling would start cracking quickly in China because they are dependent on our the oil and gas world. They're uh, dependent on agriculture from us, uh, grains, wheats, corns, all that kind of stuff. They are really dependent on us. And as I, this guy I was talking to the other day, he's like, yeah, well, you know, they could ca- you know, request their money back on our the treasury <laughs> treasuries that uh, they hold of our, you know, they we borrowed money from them in a sense, and they hold an enormous amount of treasury bills of the United States. We could we could just they could recall all that and crush us. And I'm like, no, they couldn't because we could say, well, okay, well, We'll give you your money back, but we're not going to protect your waterways anymore. Yeah. And we're not going to ship anything to you when it comes to food, and you'll create mass famine within seven days. That, that's, that's China. And, and again, if you, want, if, if you really want to wake yourself up into the real world, get a copy of this book. And in, in the link, I'll show you a, a link you can go to, to Audible. And if you do not subscribe to audible now you can get a your first book free and i suggest you get this book uh the end of the world is just the beginning um mapping mapping the collapse of globalization mapping the collapse of i get this book i go ahead i think the 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 part of this is about this book uh we read uh his first book called uh the accidental superpower uh, yeah, um, 
it's it's a history lesson. <laughs> uh, this, coupled with going to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, will open your eyes to how the world has developed into what it is. And, and Kerry asked me this yesterday. He says, do you believe everything <laughs> he's saying in these books? And I said to him, what it's, it's hard not, it, because it's just facts. Yeah. It's just facts. And connecting the dots. Yeah. You, he talks about in his first book, The Accidental Superpower, about how Russia is, they have not replaced the previous generations. So Gen X is not big enough to replace the baby boomer generation. And the Gen X generation hasn't had enough babies to replace itself. And so what is happening in Russia is... You and have a, China. And China. Um, is that you have a declining, um, basically, population because right. they didn't encourage having They babies. didn't make babies. In fact, China had the one-child policy. I think the statistic is now that China, uh, the average Chinese woman, of which there are few, relatively speaking, has um, 1.2 babies per person. Yeah. That's, that's a dying civilization. Yeah, and I think this is... Which explains why Russia is possibly doing what it's doing. It, it, it totally does. They have the only way they can survive is to overtake everybody. And the one thing, two things they have that Europe needs is number one, oil and gas, and number two, wheats and grains. Right. Okay, and so they're flexing their muscles in this way. Well, just today they announced that they are opening up this critical pipeline to um, the to Europe, but they're going to let let it flow at a rate of twenty percent. This will bring Germany to their knees. Uh, the the um, European Union came together and said, "Hey, we have to unite. We have to work together." to uh, save uh, Germany from freezing this winter. Well, they basically back, oh, I guess it was 10, 15 years ago when, when Greece was collapsing, and uh, the, the Union said, we got to help prop Greece up, and Germany spoke up very, and France spoke up very predominantly, said they made their bed, let them sleep in it. So you are seeing right now the potential disruption, um, deglobalization of the European Union. Right. And I asked Trent, I said, and I had to look this up, and I'm going to read it off of my computer. Why did uh, Elena Zelinska come to our country? Elena Zelinska is the wife of President Zelinska of uh, Ukraine. Um, she has a five-year-old and, and, and an 11-year-old, I believe. Why did that woman leave her children while their country was in war? Why did she do that? I looked at that and said, something's about to happen. And they're going to need the country, our country, our civilization, to unite together around Elena and her children, something's going to happen. And that's what I want to impress upon you. When you see something that doesn't make sense, why did this mother, who looks to be, what, 35, 32 years old, why did she leave her children in Ukraine in the middle of a war to come to the United States to speak to Congress and to get on our TV? It don't make sense. If it don't make sense, you don't understand it. I don't understand it, but I think I got a clue.
Mm-hmm. We've got to stop what's going on in maybe Elena. Oh, oh, Elena is there for a reason. Yeah, I think it goes back to uh, I've told you about this. Um, the World War Z is a movie. Brad Pitt is the star of it, and uh, there's a, a, a scene in it where um, he is riding with one of the head officials of Israel during this crisis time of zombies attacking. And um, he, Brad Pitt, asks this guy, he "says What made you finish the wall?" And Israel basically finished uh, the wall to mm-hmm. wall off everybody else in a matter of a month or something. He says it was a, you know, it was a memo or email about z- zombies. And he said, um, he said, I'm the tenth man of a ten man group, and all nine of the previous other nine men said that this was a joke, this wasn't happening. He says, as the 10th man, I have to take the opposite side and say, this could is happening, why are they wrong? And go prove it. I use that same philosophy when it comes to anything I read, anything I watch on TV, or anything that somebody tells me. Yes, that's interesting, but why is it not right? Why is it not wrong? I was telling Carrie, I was looking. I look at CNBC's um, app every morning just to see where future con- futures are, and I noticed 90 days ago the uh, biggest story was the Russian-Ukraine event mm-hmm. or, or war. Today, it's a little paragraph down here, and my question now is, why has it fallen out of? Of, of trend. Why is this not a number one thing? Because, in my opinion, it is a major event that is evolving that is going to affect globalization and affect what we do. And I think it also, in a more of a, how do you get a, a positive out of such a negative event, it's going to force us as a country to start doing things like bringing manufacturing back here yeah bringing robotics and ai into we're into at a pivot fold. point and this is the start of something really major and looking for companies who are going to be a part of that is really where you're going to make your wealth so with that being said after about 16 minutes um how how can you benefit from it? How can it change your life for the positive? I would say if this is the kind of information you want and you want more of it, um, join, join our community. Uh, it, it's literally called a Discord. Uh, you can find a link to it at our website, Best of Us Investors, or a link in the description. This is what we want to talk about. Uh, we want to prepare you for what's going to happen next. We don't want you to be surprised. And you need to be asking yourself, why did Olena Zelinska come to the United States last week? Why did she leave her children in um, Ukraine? That may seem like a very insignificant event, but trust me, this is what makes you wealthy. Understanding what's going to happen next, and then getting in front of it. I'll assure you, no one on Wall Street is asking that question. Why did Olena come to the United States? They're too tied up in inflation, interest rates, 
and employment. That will pass. Whatever Elena was here for is not going to pass. It's going to change your life. What's going to happen next? If you like this kind of video, if you want to see more of Trent and I uh, sharing our ideas, uh, join our tribe. No, join our community. And also, give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and let's profit on what's going to happen next.